Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you, and thank you for listening. It's always a pleasure. To have you here at Exit Coach Radio. We talk with a wide variety of advisors on a wide variety of topics, but they're geared towards you, our hero, the age 50 plus business owner who's thinking about the future, what they might be doing uh, with their life. And, and one of the questions, of course, uh, you want to ask yourself is, do you have it together? Um, my next guest is Stacy Golden Liznock, and she is going to talk about planning techniques for a stress-free legacy. She spent over 30 years advising guests on financial issues until suffering a debilitating illness in 2018. And realizing that most people are not prepared, prepared to be sick or die, she developed an online course for getting personal and financial documents in order to relieve stress on families, especially during times of unexpected change and uncertainty. So her company is called Got It Together, uh, and she is the host of a weekly podcast where people openly share real stories, resources, and tips on preparing for life events. And her online course was specifically developed to teach, encourage, and guide each person to succeed in leaving a legacy they can be proud of. I'm very pleased to have uh, Stacy on the show. Stacy, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to be here, Bill. Thank you. Stacy, uh, we talked before the interview, and your story is incredible. It's something everybody needs to hear about, about how you got to this, and I, I alluded to it a little bit, because uh, you and I have both been in the planning world for many years, and we've seen you know, these unplanned situations and how devastating they can be. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your background and, and what you've done for the last many, many years? Sure. I'd love to. Thank you. Um, I've uh, been in the financial planning uh, space since pretty much right out of college. I just love being a planner and <laughs> planning is my thing. So why not plan for other people? And so that took me 30 years in that, in that business, which is pretty amazing. You, you run across a lot of different things, but the ones that really stuck with me are the ones that were ill prepared when they were it become ill. And a lot of them, you know, had Alzheimer's or dementia, or they got ill, or they actually just dropped dead. I mean, I, I had some that just like unexpectedly uh, died. And you know, sometimes like pancreatic cancer is one that comes to mind. That one is brutal. And you know, even the people that proclaim to have everything in place. You know, once they're dead and gone, the real story actually appears. And for the most part, I always think of that thing where they say, you know, the prettiest girl to dance never gets invited to the dance because everybody always assumes that mm -hmm, she's got a mm -hmm. date. Uh, yep. I find that to be so true in the financial area because people, um, even people in the industry, 
they will preach to everybody else what to do, and yet they fail to do it for themselves. Yes, yes. We've heard about the cobbler that has no shoes and the estate planner that has no living trust. Let's, uh, let's talk about <laughs> right. the catch-22 the catch that the business owner can be caught in when a health issue or death arises. Uh, what's the catch-22? Well, you know, they're caught. They're just caught in a lot of things because what I found is that the business owner themselves, you know, they could get sick. They could actually pass away. And for many times, they have not taken care of things on their, on their end. And so what that happens is the families of their employees suffer, their clients suffer. And I just think that uh, if they realize this, then they would take a little bit of time and make sure that that is not going to be their legacy that they're going to leave behind, you know, and um, when, when situation comes really to mind on this is a, a tax preparer that I know, a new, he, um, he actually died in the middle of tax season and he had nobody there ready to take on his practice. He had not done that, even though he knew he was ill. Um, and so what happened was in the middle of tax season, all of these clients had to come get their folders and many of them had been his customers for 30, 40 years. And you know how, and a lot of them are seniors, and so put a lot of stress on their clients. Um, you also have for the um, business owner, the immediate family of the business owner, right? So like let's say the wife or the, or the husband becomes ill or a child and they have to be, take a you know, leave of absence from the business, what plans are in place? Same thing holds true for the employee on both of those accounts. Like the employee could get sick or die. What is in place if that were to happen, especially if it's a key employee and it could, it could just trickle down the morale of the whole company and so forth because it could be a key person that really you know, has input in, in all of the areas or really runs a lot of the things. And then that same employee could have a family issue. And so there's some things that I think – just, I mean, common sense, but a lot of times business owners don't even do it for themselves, so they're not thinking ahead to actually help their employees to be better prepared, and it would help them ultimately in, in the end as well, right? The, the business owner would benefit from the employee having these things in place. Yeah, really good points, and I think one of the things that comes to mind is the uh, a lot of times business owners and their families don't realize that just because a substantial event happens doesn't mean the business stops whatever it's doing. Uh, th- uh, when a, a good friend of mine passed away suddenly, um, it you know the next day was an open day for the business. And the customers and the vendors and the suppliers, uh, everybody was, you know, grieving, but... Mm-hmm. Business didn't stop. Orders, you know, orders had to be done. Businesses are like machines that way. So I really uh, empathize with the families of those owners or the business owner, like you said, whose employee can't work for some reason, and now somebody has to do that work. So, so what are some of the things that business owners can do to help their employees be better prepared for uh, this uh, stress stress-free legacy? Well, you know, I just think in general financial literacy in the workplace is brilliant. And I, and I really wish that it was more widespread because if somebody was had some financial literacy, because obviously they don't teach it in school, you know, you and I know it because we learned it to be financial advisors, but 
But people in general are just pretty naive about finances just in general. And so they get themselves in a lot of financial pickles, you know, debt issues and tax issues and you know, run the gamut down that road. But if the employ, employers, because now they're basically in charge of the employee, right, they, they take all their time, right, they take eight hours plus a day uh, sometimes of their time, um, if they offered something to encourage uh, on some level being more educated in the financial literacy area, I think it would just serve everyone so much better. It would create so, such less stress for families because they would be more educated. They'd be much smarter around uh, making financial decisions. And, I, you know, I think that it's true. A lot of people spend work time handling their personal affairs because that's when the places are open, right, when they're at work. So they have to make calls and they're doing things on company time. Right, right. So, you know, I mean, there, there are, there have been in the past, I've seen things like workshops, but the problem is that takes employees away from doing their jobs. So like lunch and learns or online, now you have developed an online course, which is, you know, that's, that's right. where everything's at these days, especially because everybody's, a lot of people aren't at work anyways, they're working from home. Um, right. Is that, so these courses that you've put together, um, can you run us through like what a, what a course might look like and how long they are and uh, uh, how many, how many courses there are uh, in a a module, that type of thing. Yeah. So I am um, in the beginning stages of this whole thing. So when I got ill in 2018, um, which seems like a long time ago now, but um, when you look at the calendar, but in, in like a lifetime thing, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago to be honest. So, um, kind of getting from the, you know, knee-to-knee, face-to-face business of being a financial advisor, switching over to being an online presence is a bit of a, a switch and a big learning curve. Um, so what I've been able to do uh, is put together a course, which is still being put together, to be honest. So it's called uh, Got It Together, and the website's gotittogethernow.com. Uh, and it's still a work in progress, but you can actually go on there and see the course outline. And so I'll just kind of give you a couple little pieces of it. So it runs six modules and three bonus modules. So the bonus modules to start off with don't apply to everyone, but the first one does, and that's having your internet and your social media legacy put in place. So I don't think many people have put thought to the fact that if they were to pass away, what happens to all their social media accounts? And, and, and how do they actually, you know, get closed out? Or if there were things in there that people need to retrieve, like pictures or certain things, or if you wanted to make the announcement to the friends of that person through their social media, that they need to have a way to get in there. So there's a, there's a whole thing around that. The other uh, bonus module has to do with employee benefits. Employee benefits uh, don't apply to everyone, but there are many people that have employee benefits, have no clue what they have, no clue what they're paying for, and they're missing out on a lot of benefits. Um, you know the ones that come to mind on that are people that have things like AFLAC that pay for you just to go to the doctor for a well visit. You know, they'll, they'll pay mm-hmm. you like mm-hmm. 100 bucks or something. Or if you end up in an emergency room, they'll pay you like 60 bucks, whatever it is. You, you just put in the claim, and it's real easy to do. Uh, I've never been the benefactor of it, but my sister has, and she tells me, it's so easy nowadays. You know, you don't have to go through many hoops. And then the third bonus module is uh, right up your alley, Bill, um, succession planning for the business owner. And um, 
it's just I know you you um, talk about it a lot. That's your that's your forte, and I just love it because I've seen so much fallout for people just not taking the time to basically put that insurance behind everything that they built to know that it's going to live beyond their lifespan, right? And and you just never know if it's tomorrow or if it's in 25, 40 years from now when that day is going to come. So those yeah, are the bonus yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, and I see, I see uh, I'm on gotittogethernow.com right now, and I see the mm-hmm. course outlines uh, the modules for uh, individuals, estate planning, uh, insurance review and update, credit and debt, investment and retirement modules, budgeting and planning, and final plans. All those are very critical. Now, if, if anybody who's listening has ever been in the situation, and I'm sure many of you have, of having to go into um, someone, maybe it's a parent, uh, maybe it's a, um, another relative or a family member and have to kind of pick up the pieces and you say, wow, wow, if they would have just taken some time to organize things, I wouldn't have to be um, spending so much time trying to put it all together in the first place. Because let's face it, for a lot of us that have to go and do that, we're already busy, right? It's already taking a lot of time. It's, we're a burden. And, what, and to your point, Stacy, what are we thinking then about the person who left the mess for us to clean up? Right. That's, that's, you know, that's why my, uh, the podcast that I will be actually, uh, the debut of it is the 18th of this month, um, is, is legacy therapy. So legacy therapy. So it's, it's the whole idea that, um, we're going to have people on there talking about things that kind of went bad because they had to do exactly what you're talking about. They had to stop their life to handle somebody else's mess and what that looked like. And so this is planning techniques so you can leave a stress-free legacy for your loved ones. And so I, I'm just one of these people that cares about what people think of me. I don't know that it's universal, but it's like I don't want people swearing at me, you know, when I'm not here saying, yeah, I thought she had it all together. And um, so I'm going to do what I can do to help as many people that are interested to get their stuff together. And I'm going to tell you what, when I um, first had this idea, I was running it by some people. And actually one of them was a, uh, a coach. And he came back to me. He said, you know, people can do this on their own. I don't see what the big deal is. Like they could do this. It's Okay. What? They just didn't get it. Is there even a market for this? And I said, look, you can buy book workbooks all day long. You can buy these things all day long. You don't do them. The books sit there. Right. So it isn't about right. buying the book or buying the course. It's about getting it done. And so my big point to this is accountability, the check-ins, the accountability, and what we're, the way that we're going to do this so that you actually can get it done without driving yourself batty, right, because it feels like this huge project. But when we take it bite-sized pieces and get through it, at the end you have this wonderfully organized <laughs> You know, if it's going to be a box or a folder or a file or whatever it is, you've had the conversations with everybody that needs to know, right? That's really where it's important. And I always tell people, look, if you can't find the stuff, like you don't even want to get started, how is somebody else going to find your stuff? It just, it's people find things years and years after someone's been gone, you know, and, and who knows how much stuff ends up at the Goodwill, right? In, in a pocket or something. I had a, a client who uh, had an elderly mother, and uh, when she passed away, all the kids came over and started going through her library of books because they knew that she would hide money in, in books. 
I mean, it, <laughs> but at least they knew that and they didn't throw right. out all the books. So the, here's the, here's the thought I have is that this project, uh, this, um, this uh, organization of knowledge could be so important for anybody who knows that they're a, a future trustee of an estate. If you know that you're in the living trust as the trustee of an estate, you should probably introduce this type of thing to your parents or whoever it is so that they can start to get it organized to make your life easier and kind of make it a, even a condition of being a trustee because you can walk into a hornet's nest of, of things if you don't prepare or help others prepare. It's absolutely true. And, you know, you always have to just ask yourself in each of your transactions and things that you have, like what would happen to this asset or what would happen to this if I were to pass away? Like how is it going to transfer over? And I just, um, not too long ago, a friend of mine's wife passed away and she was ill and everything like that, but they never looked at anything. And they actually had the title of their house wrong like it, he had to go through a, like a few few extra hoops to get it fixed because if somebody would have looked at that before she died they could have got it fixed things are so much easier to fix ahead of time if you wait until the person's died some of these things you have to go to court and get special releases and things like that and it's like nowadays you can't even get into the court with with covid and everything right right Just right Just, yeah, yeah exactly right it's very valuable what you're putting together. Uh, how can uh, how can business owners make sure that they're optimally prepared for all pro- possible outcomes? I mean, there, there's a lot that can go wrong. How how can they how can they optimally prepare for all of that? In, in their own personal life, are you talking about, or for their employees, or? I think level? for for on their on a business owner standpoint, um, what what are some of the things that they should have, let's say, in their vault? Well, that's that whole succession planning thing, right? Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm advocating a lot of these ideas and resources, and I'm not implementing them so much. So when you talk about the business owner themselves, I'm looking at the business owner in making sure that they don't leave everybody in the lurch, that they've taken the time to look into their own situation, which includes their business for sure. But they also have a, an obligation to their employees and to their customers to at least have this basic stuff done so that if they were to pass away, everybody's not just sitting there looking at each other like, what do we do? This is a real conversation of a real possibility, right? I, I would think that in any business plan, this should be there. And I, and I know one of the ones that the succession planning idea that, that I like because I've been in the financial services and insurance industry is when you have somebody that does the same business as you and you have a reciprocal arrangement where if you uh-huh. were to become ill and you couldn't handle your business or you just pass away or you're whatever, that they come in and they can do your business because they know your business because it's the same business they're in. I, I love that idea. That's a really good idea because I think, uh, you know, what, what you have to do, I think, is to sit back and say, if anything happened to me, what kind of a burden would it create on the people I love? And what can mm-hmm. I do to transfer that burden to somebody who might know how to run a business like this, who might know what to do? It could be your employee, if you have an employee or employees, or like you say, a, a, a business owner in a similar industry who may have the, the exact same problem. Uh, it, communication, I think, is really key in that. Uh, so mm-hmm. you're offering a few um, 
uh, offers for our listeners a free advanced digital directive. Um, right. What is that mm-hmm. and how do people get that? Okay, so, you know, one of the things that happens sometimes is uh, often is that people cannot make medical decisions for themselves if they're like in a horrible car accident or they can't, whatever, they're in a coma, something happens, they cannot talk for themselves. Um, and so the doctors, if they don't have this directive in place, they, they can't listen to the family, right? The family has no, nothing that they can contribute to that. And that comes into play even if you have like an um, a adult child when they turn 18. So this advanced directive should have, everybody should have it if they're 18 years and up. And this digital advanced directive is actually offered by my directives and it is in, um, it's in a vault that's in the cloud and it, they keep it there for free. It's financed by hospitals and doctor groups all across the country because it actually makes their job easier. If someone's brought in an emergency, usually you have a card in your wallet or they can actually look you up in the system by your name and social or your name and birth date or different ways they can look you up and see if you have this on file and then your wishes are there. And when you talk about your wishes, it's like, do you want to be, you know, kept alive by artificial means? Um, if there's any, if there's no chance kind of a thing, um, what, what are your wishes all the way around and who do you wish to be able to speak for you um, on your behalf? It's, it's very valuable and it takes, not, it doesn't take too long, but I'll tell you what it does do. When you start doing this advanced directive and you start answering the questions, you get to know yourself a little bit. These are questions that nobody's ever put to you and it's about your mortality. So it's, it's a thing, you know, it, it's, it's, it's important. Very important. And it's, it's very like important. If, if you, you know, I had, I've, I've had some people tell me that they were sobbing when they were doing this thing. And it's like, wow, it's, it can be very emotional when you think about, you know, what, what's life going to be like when you're not here? Like you're basically, you're basically kind of giving somebody else the reins to make decisions on you, whether you're going to, you know, live or die kind of thing. But sometimes it's, 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 well, there's this real risky thing we could do. And if we don't do it, they're going to die. Should we do the risky thing? You know, you got to make right, a decision. Right. And sometimes your spouse is not the best person. They're sometimes they're just way too close to you. So you got to think about things. Very, very, it's very intense. But the way to get that is to um, actually text the word Bill. I'm going to use your, your name, Bill. <clears throat> text the word Bill to um, this number, and it's actually a phone number, so you're going to have to um, write it down, and hopefully it'll be in your show notes. But it's 714-709-2027. So it's just the word bill to 714-709-2027, and that will walk you right through that process. Yeah, we'll have that link in our show notes as well, and you can visit the website gotittogethernow.com or email questions mm-hmm. to hello at gotittogethernow.com. It's really valuable information. It's not something that's terribly easy to talk about, but it makes so much sense, Stacy. and we're glad you came on to talk about it today and uh, look forward to the next time that, that we talk. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bill. It was great. Great being on. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 